0: You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. What's up, guys? Glad to have you back with us. We are kicking off another episode today talking about something that is not very well known, System 1
1: and System 2 thinking. In other words, uh, thinking dumb and thinking smart and how they can work for you with your training. And what we find is a lot of people spend time in the thinking dumb category.
0: And also, this would be known as system one thinking when it comes to exercise. Dave, maybe you can unwrap this just a little bit for us.
1: Yeah. So first off, um, we got to give props to uh, the psychologist Daniel Kahneman. He was the one that really kind of popularized uh, the idea of System 1 and System 2 thinking and his book, Thinking Fast and Slow. But System 1 is essentially turning off your brain, um, just doing lifts um, just to do them, and not really thinking about your movement patterns. You're not really thinking about your exercise selection. You're just kind of doing what's available, so to speak. Uh, whereas System 2 is kind of like you know using a thought process behind your exercises and kind of Slowing yourself down, so to speak, and looking at your uh, exercises, how they progress through the workout, and how you manipulate your uh, weight to help you towards your progressions.
0: Yeah, I find that when I look back on this concept, like this concept was completely revolutionary to me. And when I think back to my training as a middle schooler, as a high schooler, I was pretty much in system one. And it's not that you can't cross over to both, Um, but I was doing these exercises where I wasn't really applying my brain. It was sort of like a monkey see, monkey do. Uh, Or I think about exercises like, like a burpee. Like most people aren't thinking through the mechanics of a burpee. They're just sort of like laying on the ground and then jumping up mindlessly or you know even running for a lot of people could be, very mindless i'm not saying it is for everybody obviously there's people that do it well and there is value in this type of exercise where you're turning your brain off but there's also a lot of value in system two type exercises or system two type thinking um, or exercises that you really apply yourself to and you really use
1: your brain and a thought process as you complete the exercise i think that's well put and i mean on the flip side of it uh, I'm someone that's very analytical. And so for me, I would err on the side of almost going too much into system two. Uh, and as a result with my own training, you know, sometimes I'd run into the whole idea of paralysis by analysis where I would think too much about my programming, too much about the exercises that I was doing and everything like that, that I ended up not really actually working that hard in the gym. And so to what we're saying too, is there's advantages to both. It's just understanding. Which one you kind of default towards, and then trying to teach yourself whether it is to train smarter or train mindlessly, so to speak, uh, and so you know, kind of turning turning your brain off. And so that is something I kind of had to teach myself to do with my own training is turning my brain off so that I could train hard, and then include in my system two training where I train smart as well.
0: Yeah, I find myself first of all trying to get people to just move in general. Like yeah. let's let's cross the barrier of exercising. Um, and getting a consistent routine. But once they're going, I find that often I'm running into the issue of people doing workouts where they're basically, um, it's kind of like a fitness term, but they're redlining every workout, or they're basically just going really, really hard, really pushing themselves, and they're doing a lot of system one type exercises, which don't really require a lot of, uh, again, Exercises aren't really classified as system one or system two, but you can perform exercises within a certain mindset. So people will go through exercises where really they should be paying more attention and they should be locking in on their form, but they're just going through all these exercises very quickly and not applying themselves. And that is a big concern for me because you really have to have a balance of system one type thinking where you are just busting butt you're working hard you're having fun you're having a good time you're not over analyzing but also balancing that with your solid programming dialing in um, your thought process understanding what muscles need to be activated understanding what muscles need to relax understanding breathing mechanics i think balance is so key when we talk about this concept
1: Absolutely. I think you could use the word balance or like a rhythm, like whatever workout you're doing, whatever program you're doing, there's that rhythm of system one, system two, either sessions or system one, system two within the workout with the exercises, as Corey is mentioning, right? So like for an example, I might have a warm up that is very system two, where we're really focused on the technique of the mobilities or the correctives that we're doing. We're really focusing on the muscles firing properly, then we might maybe do some power work that's a little bit more system two, you know, our uh, system one, sorry, where they're pushing the sled, they're doing the ropes, maybe some medicine ball slams, exercises that don't require a lot of thought. And then when we get into the resistance training, we get into a little bit more of the System 2 again, where they're focused on technique, they're focused on muscle activation and all that. And then we go into our finisher, where we go back to System 1. And so it's just that idea of kind of flip-flopping back and forth between the two, but having, as Corey was saying, that balance of System 1, System 2 exercises where we're going hard, with the system one and we're getting the heart rate up and we're burning those calories, but then also exercises where we're really focused on just finding our movement patterns and finding that balance and finding that exercise technique and that muscle activation that we need with system two.
0: Yeah, and not to pick on like a CrossFit for example, but I noticed that in in a lot of scenarios in CrossFit, let's take like a hang clean for example. The hang clean would be performed in system one where these crossfitters are sort of, for lack of a better term, mindlessly doing a hang clean over and over and they're flinging this weight up. And it's not that they don't ever do it from a system two standpoint, but we would probably um, say that there's probably a little too much system one often utilized in maybe not advanced CrossFitters, but certainly the the layman or the layperson who participates in a CrossFit.
1: I would agree. Um and I think even too exercises like that, if you know the movement inside and out, kinda of to Corey's point, like an advanced CrossFitter, which I know, you know, that that's like one percent of the population, uh, they're gonna know the movement in and out that they can kinda of turn it, I guess for lack of a better term, they can kinda of turn it into a system one movement. But even then Uh, that's such a technical exercise in general that it really shouldn't be done with a system one mindset.
0: I've noticed for me personally, the pendulum swing both ways. And that's where I come back to balance where I've spent so much of my life in system one, like just go, 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 let's get things done. Let's be efficient. I find that that System two workouts typically are very challenging for a type A personality, somebody who needs to be very efficient, who wants to get things done, who wants to check things off their list because it's more slow, it's more deliberate. And so I spent so much of my life in system one needing to check boxes. And then when I was sort of exposed to this deliberate way of exercising and really taking time with form and technique, I really let the pendulum swing all the way to the other side into system two, which is equally problematic because now you're not getting some of... you're not getting some of those higher intensity workouts maybe some of the endorphin release that you might get from like a, a system one type exercise where you're getting your heart rate pumping you're getting a good sweat you're you're, you're having fun with movement you're not over analyzing it so I remind people about the importance of balancing both of those um, forms
1: of exercise absolutely I mean you hit the nail on the head there's something sometimes I guess carnal about system one training where you just kind of punch the clock and you just go hard but there's something as well that is absolutely necessary about system two where you have to make sure that your movements are competent you're dialed in and it's really important to find that balance and really important not to swing one way or the other because system one will show you what hard work actually feels like it'll show you how hard you might not be working but system two is going to show you how what movement actually feels like and system two is going to show you how well you might not be moving
0: I always think it's helpful just to run through multiple examples so people really get a good idea of this. And, like, for me personally, like, a lot of my system one training during the week is playing sports. Yeah. Uh, Because, yes, you do have to use your brain, but, like, you're not thinking – Hey, I'm ro- like when you're running on the field or on the court or playing hoops, you're not thinking like, oh, I'm bending my ankles to go up into a jump. Like you're just doing these things and you're, you're working your system, you're having fun, you're releasing endorphins, you're sweating, you're pushing yourself. So for me personally, I like to do a lot of my system one type activities in the form of sports activities
1: a.k.a. spike ball.
0: Yeah, spike ball champion here. Uh, Just so you know, I'm currently the number one rated player in IBGI, and I laugh with people because I say, you know, I have to have something to be proud about. I have to have something to brag about because I played sports, organized sports for 15 years and college athletics. And now, I mean, look how far I've fallen, Dave. I brag about spike ball and I'm not even the best player here, but I act like I'm the best player.
1: (laughs) You got to fake it till you make
0: it. And I I frequently tell people I'm the best player here, but I also tell them I am the most humble player here
1: in which Dave usually has to remind me what humility is all about. The four seasons, winter, spring, summer, pride, fall. Yes, exactly. Uh, pride goes before the fall.
0: So back on track here, <laughs> I think what is probably most valuable is helping people understand some system two type exercises, thought processes that they can begin to implement, because I think this is what we really see is severely lacking in yeah. people's programming.
1: That's a good point. And I think it's, you know, Almost any exercise really can be a System 2 exercise, but let's focus on some of our movement patterns. You know, if you haven't listened to those episodes, you should go back and listen to them uh, where we discuss movement patterns. But I think some of the basic movements, you know, even something quote unquote as seemingly simple as a squat can be a really valuable System 2 exercise where we're focusing on the knees, the ankles, the core. Um, and even the upper back, the thoracic spine all working together in conjunction to create the movement. yeah, um, let me
0: let me give a quick example on that, Dave, just because I think that's a really good point. Like, for example, try, uh, you know, if you're at home or if you're listening to this in the gym, like try to do a squat. And as you do your squat, as you descend into your squat, try to actively, feel your hamstrings or flex your hamstrings and engage them. That would be an example of system two where you're trying to find this muscle that should be pulling your butt down in between your heels. But I would say, I mean, what, 95% or more, we, we probably don't see very much hamstring engagement from people.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you don't see a lot of hamstring engagement. And that's going back to System 1. A lot of us, when we squat, we're not actually thinking about our hamstring. So that's the other thing, too, is especially when you're really focusing on that proper movement pattern, that's why I recommend even, like, maybe just a body weight squat where you're not really loading yourself up so that you're not distracted by trying to stabilize the load uh, or the weight that's on your back, but rather you're focused more so on the movement itself.
0: To add to that, I would throw in another lift like a lunge for example you could do lunge in system one right you could just sort of go through your lunges quickly and get your heart rate up and again i encourage people not to think about this whether that's good or bad it's neither it's just one way to do it or you could think about as you're doing your lunge creating an arch in your foot so that you stabilize your foot you could think about engaging the glute on the leg that is in the rear position Uh, You could think about engaging your core. You could think about your breathing patterns. And oftentimes we'll have clients say to us, like, you're giving me too much to think about. And I'm like, that's a little bit of the point. We're trying to expose you um, to some brain-body connections, get you to plug into this other way of thinking about how
1: to move. Absolutely. Um, another example that comes to mind, just one more to throw out here is just even when you're doing like a lateral sidewalk. We talked about this last uh, in a couple episodes back. but just the intent that you have of how you're stepping. Are you waddling like a penguin where you just step side to side? or actually are you actually thinking about how when I step my front leg, I'm now pushing through my back leg to get into that position. And you're gonna see too, when you think about the exercises differently, how you feel them in such a different manner. Uh, One thing I wanna point out with System 2 exercises or just making an exercise a System 2 exercise is again, you can't do it quickly. You gotta really slow down the movement and focus on the tempo and just slow it down so you can actually feel the muscles working that you wanna feel and that you're trying to feel.
0: Dave, you mentioned the warm-up and adding in potentially system two exercise into the warm-up. And I really like that idea, that concept, because when you think about it, it's very common for people to go through a warm-up and just sort of do what they've always done and brain's not really working, headphones are in, they're not. And that's kind of a sidebar, right? Like sometimes having people work out without headphones in. We have so much static noise that's coming to us. And heck, we could talk all about the issues with that, never being quiet and clearing our head. But some of the same things are true for like working out. Just taking out the headphones, listening to your body in the warm up, engaging in exercises that you know are actually going to make you better, or engaging in mobility exercises that, um, you're doing with intentionality. I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody stretch their hamstring or the hip flexor without intentionality, just sort of going through system one, going through the motions. And I want to go up to them and say like, how's that working for you? Is your hamstring actually getting any more flexible or has it been the same since you've
1: been 13 and now you're 39? Absolutely. I think, you know, with that being said too, we've gone corrective exercises should actually correct something. So if you find yourself, you're constantly going through the motions because you're not focusing on actually performing the exercise with intent, then you might find yourself constantly going through the motions and you're going to find yourself never stopping to go through the motions. I mean, the, honestly, a lot of times my goal with the warm up is to create enough competency that we need less exercises in the warmup, not more because of the slowing down and focusing on actually feeling what is supposed to be working.
0: Definitely. I also want to highlight breathing because it's a great example how you can cross, how, how exercises really cross over both systems. So if you think about it, most of the time when you're breathing, you're not really thinking about your breathing, like you're just going through it. But we encourage all of our clients to take time to dial into system two while they breathe to Mm. actually, uh, and we coach them through like, how do you get your rib cage in the right position? How do you get your diaphragm to work? How do you get your pelvic floor and your thoracic cavity? How do you get all of this anatomy to work and function properly? And how do you dial in your breath? It's just a good example. I like to give people that I think helps connect the dots um, between system one and system two is not specific to an exercise, but it's specific more to a mindset around how you are performing the exercise.
1: Absolutely. Um, with breathing in general, um, what I like to tell people is just even picture your abdomen, your thorax, your torso, whatever you want to call it, picture it as a big balloon. And as you inhale, it's going to inflate and it completely in a circle. And as you exhale, it's going to deflate completely, Um, not just one dimensional, but three dimensional. Uh, So that's something to add to that. But so there's lots of ways that you can turn an exercise into system two. There's lots of ways you can turn an exercise into system one. I think one of the big keys, though, is to not try to do too much at once. Um, You know, it's like the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And so it's just, you know, start with, you know, maybe one exercise that you want to really get better at and just focus on slowing that exercise down, finding the muscles that you want to be working or focus on a joint that you want to improve mobility with and slow down what you do on that joint and just focus on your breathing. Focus on just feeling the muscles around that joint, creating the movement of that joint.
0: So, this can be kind of a, a complicated topic and something that people are often wonder like, where do I even start? If you've got questions on this, feel free to email us at healthyafpodcast at gmail. That's healthyafpodcast at gmail. We're happy to answer questions. Also, as always, guys, you can drop in for a free movement screen by sending us an email in the subject line, just putting move better. We also want to let you know our Athlete Academy Winter Session is launching here coming up after Thanksgiving, so make sure you get registered for that. Adults. We are rolling out our brand new small group personal training that will start in December, and we've been beta testing it. People have been loving it. They're getting personalized attention at at small group prices, so there's really nothing else like it on the market right now that we've found. We'd love to see you there. We have an offer for 14 days for $89 where you can try it out. You can try four different sessions. You can also try our boot camps unlimited during that time with nutritional support. So, We want to see you guys in here. Like I said, we'd love any feedback, um, any questions that you have. We want to make this a podcast that serves you, that helps you improve your health and fitness. So until next time, guys, you already know, stay healthy AF. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would
1: do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.